everyone. Welcome back to an another episode of The Arrow Panel. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Uh, we figured it out. We thought this time we wouldn't even test the audio. We'll just go live. <laughs> we'll see how that, how that worked out. Uh, and, and don't worry, we'll tell you about what we were talking about. Uh, I, I said something about how our lines are open, and uh, you should message us in the chat or talk to us at SF underscore evolved. And then we joked about how li lines are open. Sounds you don't have like to repeat phone. the jokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, let's, just, let's just go. All right. So we're just going to go. All right. Uh, so thanks for joining us. Uh, this is a live dance game discussion show. And uh, we're, we were just talking about some upcoming tournaments uh, that are coming up. So uh, there's a Pump It Up Prime 2 International Pump Fest 2017 tournament coming up uh, this weekend, August 19th through the 20th. And that's at uh, Strikes Unlimited in Rockland, California. So that's near Sacramento. And it's hosted by our friends, uh, the NorCal World Order. They're like the Pump It Up version of us. Yeah, they're Pretty the much. Pump It Up version of SF Evolved. They've been around for way longer. Yeah, yeah they have been, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, go check that out um, if you're in the area. And uh, also there's a DDRA gauntlet tournament at uh, David Buster's in Times Square, New York, New York. Hosted by Steve Foster, and that's August 20th. Uh, also this weekend, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, Sunday. So... Uh, follow at Steve's username for uh, more details about that. And uh, there's a lot of good players. Steve's, Steve's username is his username. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a lot of good players in New York, so that, that should be a really exciting tournament. The tournament's called Spencer's Not Entering, or Spencer's Banned, I think. So <laughs> Spencer, the best player in New York, probably, is uh, not entering. Ah, that's great. You Everyone don't have to worry change. about him. The, the first place is uh, up for grabs, then. Um... So after that too, Champions of the Coast, a uh, a institution, yeah, of tournaments, if you will, August twenty fifth to the twenty seventh, a couple weeks from now, um, in Dunellen, New Jersey. So eight at the eight on the break. So Jeff's home arcade. One of my many. Home uh, following that, or actually at the same time, is a, a DDR doubles community social and tournament. Um, that's here in the Bay Area at Mag West in Santa Clara. And that's August 26th, and uh, it's hosted by our friend David Waugh, who's uh, done many tournaments in the past, and he does a great job. Yeah. So, so those are future tournaments, and uh, so I thought we'd talk about some uh, recent tournaments that also happened. The biggest one, of course, Irvine. So uh, we were all there, and thanks to everybody who uh, came and said hello to us, and uh, the organizers there were, did a really great job. Yeah, it was an amazing event. Amazing event, amazing event. yeah. Totally worth the drive. We did the drive. And yeah, the drive was super fun. Drive was fun, yeah. Listen to a bunch of DDR bangers on the way down. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you're driving to a DDR tournament, you must listen to the DDR Mega Mix. I think oh, yeah. We listen to a six mix nonstop Mega Mix. Uh, that's like a must listen. <laughs> I, I ignored that for years. And uh, really, the, the HVAM, the Healing Vision Angelic Mix drum and bass uh, part. It was uh, just, I, yeah. I, 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 I just, it's like 10 minutes is all Eurobeat. <laughs> what more could you want? Access memory card. <laughs> Access memory card. Uh, yeah, so um, this was the biggest California tournament in recent years. There were fifty, over fifty attendees there, um, and and actually, you know, it took a long time, but it didn't feel like it was that long. Like we finished. At, it was pretty exciting the whole time. Yeah, yeah, we finished at a fairly reasonable time, and like everybody was so good too. Like everybody who qualified was just did a spectacular job. So it was like very fun to attend. Um, yeah, it, I think it shows the growth of the scene in California and lots of other places. There were some people who drove from Vegas and Arizona. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that was very entertaining. So uh, the results are uh, third place was Ninjafar, uh, Steven, of course. 
Second place was uh, I Am Chris for Life. Chris did a great job. And first place was our very own Funga. Hello. Jeff yeah, Lloyd. We got the videos of the of all, a lot of matches on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, and the, the last couple matches between Jeff and Chris. Just absolutely insane. Yeah, it was, it was insane for me playing, and uh, yeah, like the nerves are the highest when I'm playing against Chris. Yeah, it's which like, that's something can, we talk cannot, about tonight. Which, yeah. by the way, yeah, that's yeah. our that's our topic tonight. Sure. I didn't mention that yet. It's about staying cool, and it's about the mental side of DDR. And in fact, even some of the best players in the world have trouble with this. I it's talked true. to uh, Chris Chike during the tournament, and he said, I, I asked him, I said, how do you deal with tournament nerves? Because I knew we were researching this episode. And uh, he said, I'm not good at it at all. So he needs to, uh, he needs to work on that too. Like, pretty everyone much, pretty much everyone, yeah. yeah. Every yeah. single person gets nervous. Yeah. And it's just a matter of like, well, we can go into it more, but it's like, yeah. the more tournaments you enter, this is why I'm a huge fan of tournaments, and that's why we did an episode about it. Yeah. Uh, the more tournaments you enter, the more you kind of get used to those nerves. So yep. it's a lot of practice. I actually talked to a lot of you in the audience, um, just people that were at the tournament, uh, getting people's advice. And uh, everybody had lots of good things to say. Um, so we'll, we'll go over that in a little bit, actually, after we talk about um, more news items. But uh, do you have anything else to say about that tournament? That was a lot of fun. Um, I love that we got like a private space at, at Dave & Buster's oh, yeah. Irvine. They like sectioned us off. So it was really easy. Like There wasn't like a bunch of drunk idiots like roaming around trying to fuck with us during the match. Yeah. Um, so it was just... Like, they were pretty receptive. We got to stream it. We had some yeah. streaming problems, and we'll try to fix those. Um, but I think it went way better than it could have gone. It, yeah, for sure. And honestly, really got to thank the Dave & Buster's crew for being supportive of the event. And yeah. also, you know, Brandon, one of the organizers, worked at Dave & Buster's, and yeah. he was responsible for, for the whole thing. And it's it was just... It was just a great, great Yeah, just like tournament. moving the machine into the space and everything and making sure the pads are level. And, yeah. just, and like, he was even getting on the pads and cleaning it and stuff. Yeah, so. it was a lot of fun. I, and also, I there was a raffle it. and I won this water bottle. <laughs> so, I'm very, very happy about that. So. It has a plastic straw. It's really a, a unique feature. That's why I was so excited to win it. Great. Actually, I didn't know at the time. I, I know, you didn't know at the time, yeah. so it couldn't have been excited. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so there was also a uh, tournament in Orland Park, Illinois, uh, held by Alessandro, and the winner, in fact, was actually Alessandro. So con <laughs> congratulations, Alessandro, and uh, uh, looking forward to more tournaments in the future. Actually, the fact that he won his own tournament is a uh, is kind of a good advertisement. Like, take him on in the future. Yeah. Come on, you Illinois people, go to the tournaments. Exactly. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what what happened with Paul. Oh yeah, why did, the tournament? I don't know how far Orland Park is from wherever uh, Paul lives. I see. I always think Illinois is just Chicago, and it's, it's not true at all. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like my, ge my geographical uh, mind is not very good. Maybe he doesn't watch the show anymore. Didn't hear about the tournament, <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe he had things to do. <laughs> uh, so we've got lots of other DDR news uh, that came up recently. So there's three new songs and five new charts. Um, Unfortunately, the three new songs are Japan only. Um, not, not North America. Or not North America, Asia, so Asia only. Play. Yeah, so Korea can play. Korea can play. Um, but uh, they're still really great charts, and uh, you can play them on Stepmania. I noticed that people made the charts already on Ziv, so uh, go check it out on Ziv. They're, they're pretty good songs. Um, they're all uh, Vocaloid songs. Yes. So the first one is The, uh, the Disappearance of Hatsune Miku, which is uh, a pretty cool song. I thought. Yeah. So it's a the it's a thirteen on single or no a thirteen on 13 expert, expert sixteen challenge. sixteen on challenge. 
Is... It's pretty historic because it's the first appearance of Hatsune Miku in DDR. Yeah. And that's the most famous Vocaloid character, and yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a momentous occasion. Yeah, she kind of matches the color scheme I think, yeah. a little bit. Um, my opinion about the chart is uh, the 16. I, I uh, played it on Statmania, and I think it's it actually seems to be like the easiest 16 on DDR. <laughs> I now. think that that seems to be the general consensus. I was yeah. reading a lot of stuff on Japanese Twitter about it. Um, I actually haven't looked at the chart yet because uh, I tend to want to sight read things. I did sneak a preview of the other ones, but uh, yeah, the 16 people were saying like it's dense or like it has a lot of steps, but it's not actually yeah, uh, it's not actually a 16. It's like there's not. A, I don't think there's a 16 yeah, or a 12 why, note. I wonder why they put it in there yeah. as a 16. Like maybe 14, 15. People were saying like it could be a 14. Maybe. Yeah. Like, but then everyone's like, well, it has a lot of steps, so it's probably a 15. So the the only thing that makes it really hard, I think, is it's 245 BPM. Yeah. And uh, it's got a lot of half notes, and uh, I don't think any 16th notes. But um, that's like 245 BPM is kind of like a special BPM because it's like fast, but also not like you know 300 BPM fast, like all the boss, the extreme yeah. boss songs. I don't know. Well, so, Hakako Stride is a 14, and it has like 600 something steps, and it's 225. And so like increase the BPM a little bit, add a few more steps, probably a 15. Yeah, like, I don't and there's know. A, there's a stray jump in there. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it's like a the dynamite rave jump. Actually, watch out for that. Looks like sure. a was it, looks like a mistake. I think mm. it was intentional. I don't you think so. Yeah. I, I, so yeah, I haven't seen it, but I, I saw some people online complaining about it. It could be a mistake. Actually, I don't know. I don't like that part, but uh, other than that, pretty good song. Yeah. So the other one is uh, the the English version is uh, Brain Fluid Explosion Girl. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I didn't actually play this one at all, so I don't know that much about it. But, so uh, I, I stepped this for a Sight Retournament that I had a month or two back, and I like absolutely love the song. It's in Chunism, and I used to play it all the time in Japan. Chunism. Oh, uh, it's so much fun, Chunism. <laughs> and so I was really excited to see it come to DDR. And uh, like the, the chart I made for it was an ITG 13, maybe like harder side of 13, but I, I knew that DDR wasn't going to make it anywhere near as hard as that. Mm -hmm. um, so it got a 12 on Expert and a 14 on Challenge. The challenge is good. It's not great, but it's good. Like it's it's just a little like they could have done a little bit more. There like there's so much in that song. It's like yeah. so layered. Um, so I was hoping to see a little bit more, but uh, it was like it was a pretty DDR interpretation of like a hard song or hard chart. So cool. And the the last song, which uh, I like a lot more, I did play this one on Setmania a lot. Shiawase ni nareru. Kakushi Komando ga Arurashi, which means uh, apparently there's a cheat code to happiness. Yeah. Great song because um, in Japanese, actually, the, the lyrics are like she's saying the cheat code. It's like yeah. up, down, right, left, right, right, down, something. Exactly, something. yeah. And uh, uh, the steps actually do go to the, the cheat code. Yeah, that's um, the, like that was the one requirement that I yeah. had was like, you better have at least one chart. I thought it was going to be like a shock arrow chart that yeah. just like. If when she says like you know right up whatever like just you kind of like peck at the at the steps it ended up being really fluid yeah because they added half notes yeah like it's just like kind of like eighth note streams but every step you're really hitting uh like whenever there's something vocalized like right there's always a right arrow there um, that's cool it's just like it it was very unexpected like how well done it was i'm i'm really excited and people to were talking about this song being perfect for this purpose mm -hmm. oh, yeah, a while yeah. back. Yeah, I mean, you know. it's in like every music game that it's in is like a meme. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I know yeah. Sam Voltex does it where it's like, every time she says Miggy, you move the right knob, and every time she says Hidari, you move the left knob, and then Ue is all the top four. 
and Shita is the bottom two, the effectors. Yeah. And so it's just like, and then Kaiten, like the thing rolls around, and this is the same thing. Kaiten means like a revolution. So a like, spin there. It's like a circle, not yeah. a, not a DDR revolution. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like in the you do a spin in the DDR chart when she says Kaiten. So it's like stuff like that. It's just like I love corny stuff like that. So yeah, it's great. And actually, the reason why I like it too is because it has a really like hard baseline. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, I, I just think those are that's great for DDR because like, yeah. you can really get on beat. Yeah. And uh, yeah, great, great song. Yeah. Um, so there, the other thing that came out of the, uh, let's see, I think it was the late July update, um, there was a bit of a requirements change for Ace for Aces, uh, so it's a little bit easier now, right? Yeah, you basically, you can play Ace for, uh, you can play Endemion on difficult and get Ace for Aces difficult now. So you need a 950k on the 15 of Endemion, uh, and then you can play Ace for Aces. It's still a perfect full combo attack, um, but a lot more people have passed it now that they can actually get access to it. Uh, the only thing is it doesn't unlock the challenge if you clear it with... Uh, when you, if, you, if you play Endemion on difficult and you pass Ace for Aces, you don't get Endemion challenge. You still have to do the whole expert difficult train. And yeah. the, the challenge is still only available in extra stage, right? Level yes, 3? Yes, correct. And, but uh, yeah, so Fafems uh, was able to... Like, I guess... Uh, like, he just had time to play, so he actually... The, the cool thing about this, uh, I guess it's unrelated to the, the news of the downgrade, but uh, he was able to make it really, really far in Demi on CSP and revealed, like, 80% of the chart. It's um, so crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, man, like, everyone was asking me on Twitter, like, why aren't, like, you haven't posted any videos of, of a Demi on CSP, <laughs> and why not? I'm like, because I don't want to play Life, I don't want Life 4 play a 19. I can't do that normally, like, even if I know the chart. I think I said that last time, but... Uh, yeah, it was just like, I was like, I'm just gonna let Fafems or Chris do it or anything, like, I don't have the patience or the, like, the, even the foot speed or anything that you need to, to pass that song on Life 4. And there's a lot of, like, surprises in it, too, so. Yeah. And it's crazy that that's the way that things are going. Like, if that's, if that's the final 19 of this game, <laughs> the 20 in the next game... Will there be a 20? There's gotta be a 20. 20th anniversary. I'm yeah. calling it now. <laughs> Definitely okay. gonna happen. Yeah, I really hope so. Will there be a 20? Right in the chat. Yeah. So, what differentiates? <laughs> Uh, Dalton asked, "What differentiates the challenge from the expert?" Yeah, it's um, there's a lot of like it basically just follows everything that the expert didn't. So like you have the two twenty section where it's really following every sixteenth note that's there, whereas uh, like it was kind of like everything that's just a little bit broken up in the um, in the expert is like full on in the challenge, and there's actually a lot of crossovers too, like the the runs have crossovers in them like right, right, right before it, it does like the high jump like there's like it's just this crazy crossover section into a step jump at mm -hmm. fucking 220 bpm like it's not trivial yeah and uh like a little bit harder than i wanted because <laughs> it basically means i'm never gonna like full combo it but yeah that's uh, nuts just gotta get good i guess it's hard well, where do you think it stands so far compared to other 19s where does it stand on other 19s um I mean, so far, like, the ending is gonna, we don't know the ending yet, and the ending is gonna make or break, because, like, I could easily, like, when I listen to Endemion, the ending is, like, a, like a 16 string yep. that lasts for way too long, and that's, like, right before where, or I guess Femmes failed, like, right at the 12th notes, I think. Yeah. Um, and so if it's just, like, you know, four measures of 16th, 16th notes after all that we've seen... It's probably going to be the hardest six, the hardest 19 to pass, 
uh, especially if there's crossovers in it. Um, probably on par with like over the period, if not hard. Sure. And over the period is probably the hardest. It's to pass, pretty damn hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's exciting. But the cool thing is, uh, the song is more so in, like Endymion and Ace Race is much more acce like accessible now to everyone. So. Yeah, I was able to play Ace Races the other day. Finally, got yeah. eight steps in. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, last time I was at the arcade, I saw like everybody was was trying it, which yeah. is I think really cool, and everybody was really excited about yeah. Yeah, getting to that. It's nice to be able to like participate in. Uh, the event, like, like it's it's nice that it's kind of gated, but then yeah. the gates open gradually, and so like, no matter where you are, you can sort of like get access to it at a certain mm. point. You might just have to wait a little bit longer. It's good yeah. that they're thinking about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. The other thing I liked too was like uh, the whole arcade was kind of cheering whoever got it on. Yeah, yeah. like everybody got really excited for them. Which yeah, was, was really cool. Like there was like multiple people filming, and they're like, "Come on, you can do it." It was really fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's move on to our main topic. Uh, I guess we have written here mental fortitude. Yes. So this this is all about the mental side of DDR, which is like something that every player is aware of. Mental blocks, you know, mood. Like, why do I play better on this day versus this day? What what does it mean to have a bad day in DDR? Yeah. And uh, you know, like just like mental stamina and stuff like that. So where do you want to start? You want to talk about focus? Sure. Um, so like. One thing, like, a lot of players, I think this is one of the topics that has been requested that we talk about the most. Um, just because of how, like, to me it seems like every player, no matter who you are, like, it really, like, getting in your own head happens a lot. And how you really focus, a lot of people just ask me, like, how do you get PFCs? How do you get MFCs? Like, a lot, for a lot of people, uh, it's, like, very mentally draining, and yeah. including me. Um, so, like, uh, as far as focus goes... For me, it's hard to toe the line between like thinking too much and thinking not enough. Yeah. So the way I try to describe it to people when they ask is like, when I'm MFCing a song, I'm deliberately focusing on every note because if I let my brain lapse for a second or a millisecond, like I'm going to drop because I'm not like, especially when songs are off sync. I think yeah. for if if the beat of the song is just right, like the the sync is is good then I can kind of get away with just going on autopilot and just playing, like, letting, feeling the music, whatever the, the guy says. Uh, feeling the rhythm in my soul, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of the easier ones are now gone for me, like a lot of the easy MSCs. And so now I'm on ones that are like, okay, well, this song is, like, really off, it's really late, and you have to be late for every single step. And you have to think really yes. hard about every single note. And you can't, because you can't go too far late, or you get slows, and you can't step on beat, or you get fasts, and so, like, you have to find the right window and just stay locked into it. And so, for me, a lot, I mean, it just takes practice of just playing songs and deliberately focusing, and I'm, like, I'm trying to focus on the steps, the music, and taking every note one step at a time. I think a lot of people... Uh, like, and I do this too, on, especially on harder songs, but like rushing things um, and like thinking too much about what's coming up and yeah. trying to prepare rather than like keeping focus on the next the note. next note because it really doesn't matter if you PFC the hard section that's coming up if you get a great on the eighth notes that are right before it. Yeah. Like it's a, a great no matter what. So I think it's important to like just sit back and take every note one at a time. That also helps you not tense up for parts that you're need to be prepared for because a lot of times people's preparation goes too far mm -hmm. and they end up overcompensating and rushing something instead um so if you really just take everything one step at a time you actually correct like two problems at once the interesting thing about what you just said about tensing up before like a part or over preparing for a part is uh, i'll actually see players do this where 
they like there is a hard part coming up. They like they have a mental block or something about that particular part. I will actually see their body orient in like the way that they're supposed to be for the yeah. next part. And while that sounds like a good preparation, it's actually really messes them up big time. Yeah, and, if if you're doing it too early or if you're putting if you're putting so much thought into that, that and, and you're not putting the thought into hitting the notes that you're supposed to be hitting, then it's going to screw you up. Yeah. yeah. So for me personally, I just have this like hard time because like I remember when I MSC'd uh, Nageki, the the expert, I was like, my mind was like blank. Like I don't know how I did that, and I wasn't focusing that hard. I was just sort of like, I just played the song, but that is like so different than how I've. MFC'd other songs where I've had to try and focus super hard. So it's like I constantly, I don't actually know sometimes whether I'm thinking too much or thinking not enough. I tend to focus like I think focusing more rather than less is better. Yeah. But sometimes people, like for other people it might just be better if you just like sort of relax and just like don't think too much. You gotta relax while also being super focused. I know, that's <laughs> yeah. the problem is like it's really hard to describe uh, like my at least my my method. Yeah. There's, there's there's no method to my madness. It's for a lot of just practice and yeah. A lot of people say like, oh, how do you you get tense like when you see a white combo or something, um, and that's definitely true. And the more you get through songs with white combos, the more you're like, I could do this again. Like I could get to 150 combo in X song without uh, much difficulty. So the fact that you are at 150 combo right now, it's like, eh, I can do this again. Yeah. But if you're constantly thinking to yourself. Oh man, this is the only time I'm going to get to do this. This is like, this is the run. This is the run. You're going to fuck up. And <laughs> you're not going to get to that point again because you're going to constantly be like, okay, I better get to 150. And then third step in, you're going to get it perfect. I, I think anytime, anytime you start thinking about something other than the game, like for me, I think the reasons that I get perfects or greats are when I'm thinking about work or I'm thinking about like what someone behind me is doing or thinking mm, yeah. or you know, the part coming up or the score that I'm going to get and the I'm going to post it online and I'm thinking about all the likes I'm going to get <laughs> from, like, the score that I'm going to get. That actually happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. When you're, yeah, when you're playing, you, you think about that. Or, like, you, you think about this email you need to send. As soon as that happens, you're going to screw up. Yeah. And there's a, there's a skill that you can develop, which is, you know, it, it's it's known a lot in, like, the meditation or mindfulness community as as kind of, like, letting things like wash through you like you a thought comes in don't don't like pay attention to the thought just let it go past and refocus back on ddr like if you're playing ddr and you think about something other than ddr stop thinking about it and think about ddr which that's interestingly i want to build on that too and say that that's kind of what uh, the experience of listening to music is for me too it's kind of a very meditative experience it's, yeah you know you're letting kind of letting the music you're not thinking too much about the notes or the the lyrics or anything you're just kind of letting the music kind of go through you and i think like that could be a way to help with focus it's just to focus on the song just listen to the song yeah and uh, make it a music listening experience yeah yeah the the question of how do i stay focused if i'm nervous about having a a perfect combo or or a marvelous combo is like that that thought that comes in about like what if i screw up etc cetera, etc cetera. That's just another one of those things that you just got to let go past you and return your focus back to pressing the buttons. Yeah. You know? I mean, because anytime you are thinking about, like, what, when I think of playing for MFCs especially, like, my whole brain feels occupied. Like, it's not, 
like a lot, especially because I have a lot of MFCs, people are like, oh, it must be so easy for you. And I'm like, it's not. Like every MFC takes a lot of work, and it may not be like physically challenging to MFC an eight footer, but it is mentally challenging the entire yeah. way through. And so the more, like, if you have, like, a certain amount of brain space, like, 100% of your brain is taken up with EDR, you're going to do well. As soon as you start, stuff starts leaking in, like, what if I mess up? You're taking, you're, you're actively sabotaging yourself. Yeah, your because, resources are being taken. Exactly. Yeah. So if now 90% of you is thinking about DDR and 10% is worried about what the person behind you is going to say if you mess up this PFC, then you're, you have, like, you know, 10% less chance to get a Marvelous on the next exactly. step or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. So it's really important to not let those thoughts seep in and just like, you really ev take every note one step at a time and don't think about when the last step is. Don't look at your score. I see a lot of people are concerned, especially in tournaments, they're looking at the scores, looking how well is this person doing versus me. It's actually why I don't use Pacemaker. Oh, that, I'm one of the I, only I think oh. I'm gonna turn it off. Like I, I'm one of the only people I know who doesn't use a Pacemaker when I play. Cause to me, I don't care how well I'm doing compared to someone else or compared to my best. Just, uh, Plus, for, you kind of already know. For anybody yeah. that doesn't know, the pacemaker is a, uh, is a feature on DDR where uh, you can press the zero or the double zero keys on the keypad. Uh, before and you can, a song starts. Before a song starts in the music select screen. And you can select either your score, world record, or your rival scores. And then as you're playing, uh, the game is calculating how far you are from that score, it's it's actually not just that score, but it's like the ghost chart yeah. of that song. It's like so like, ghost in Mario Kart. yeah, it's like ghosting in Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like it's your giving ghost you a plus score. or minus based on how well you're doing compared to that person at that exact time in the song. Yeah, which is fun if you're if you're doing it against rivals because it kind of feels like you're playing together. Yeah. But I do agree, it, it's a, a like, big mental overload. I think it's I think it's too much. Like it's too yeah. much like sensory input for me. Like I don't. It's one more thing I have to, I'm paying attention to when I shouldn't have to. Yep. Like, it doesn't, whether or not I'm plus three perfects on this, at this point in this song, doesn't matter. Because if I don't end with plus three perfects, then it, it never matters. Yeah, I'm turning it off after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. But, like, to well, me, it's, like, I, I only want the feedback, like, that I'm, whatever I'm looking at, I want everything to be meaningful. So that's why I do have fast and slow, because if I get a fast, I want to know that I need to correct. Yeah. That's like something that's actively helping me in future notes. But if I get a perfect on the third step and now I'm minus one, all I'm thinking about is how bad I'm doing compared to what I could be doing. Yeah. Someone else, whether it's Chris or whatever world record I'm targeting, they got minus one. They're, they're beating me right now. And now I'm negative. And if exactly. I'm winning, I get nervous. And I'm like, I'm going to fuck up. Like, I cannot fuck this up. This is the run. And then I fuck up. Mm. So it's just like... Whether I'm plus or minus is actually, like, it hurts me both ways. Yeah. So I don't use it. So next up, I thought we'd talk about mental blocks a little bit. Um, so a lot of people uh, have been asking us about this particular topic and uh, the mental side of DDR. Uh, so what a mental block is, is it's kind of like, sort of like what we're saying about tensing up before hard parts coming up in a song. You know, you've played the song dozens of times, you know that there's this one particular run or freeze or crossover that you... Um, mess up sometimes and so people uh, this is part of the mental overload um, where people get they feel like they have a block where like they can't overcome uh, this fear or, or anxiety over one particular part of the song so I thought we'd talk a little bit about how to over overcome them uh, and maybe share a couple of stories about our mental blocks and that sort of thing uh, so you want to talk a little bit more about your advice for overcoming mental blocks either of you? yeah I 
mental blocks, I, I have a pretty bad problem with a few of them. Drills, um, drills, and just just some kind of a more advanced technique stuff. And I've I've had problems with them since I got good. And I think the things that help me the most when I'm trying to deal with them are mixing up what I'm doing, like playing songs on Mirror, um, putting my body into a position other than the one that I think that I need to be in to do it, so that I have to quickly adjust back to where I should be. Like if I'm, if there's a crossover coming up that I screw up, like kind of orienting my body a little bit of the wrong way so that at the very last minute I have to reorient rather than doing it way too soon. Um, and just a ton of other things while I'm playing, like when I think about the part, just like we were talking earlier about everything else, you just kind of just got to forget about it, you know? I th you probably have a lot more say to say about mental blocks too. I mean, yeah, I uh, a lot of I, I agree with a lot of that. Like turn mods are a great way. Um, I'm still like uh, the thing that that stood out the most to me in terms of breaking my own mental blocks was really just going slow. Like I I never really thought about this before DDRAs came out, but like I can attribute almost every mental block I've ever had to rushing something because I'm preparing for it and I mess it up. Like. The earliest example I can think of is in Max Unlimited, um, like the second step jumps, or like the da 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 da. Like yeah. for some reason, I think it was the second one. Like I could not do. I would get miss. Like I'd get like zero. Uh, I get one great and one miss in that section, and like PFC the rest every single time. Like I could not break through that, and it was because I knew it was coming up, and the first thing I did was like hit the eighth note as if it was like a quarter note earlier. And that was not what the, yeah. the game was wanting me to do. So as soon as I told myself, like, just slow down and just hit it as it comes, not any earlier, um, then I was able to PFC it. Yeah. Um, and with, like, I have another, I have a huge mental block with drills. If anyone knows anything about me, it's like, I suck at drills. Um, and I have found lately that a lot of times, like, I'm good at faster drills. Like, um, like... Sometimes, like, the 220 stuff and Endemion or Egoism's not that bad because it's so fast that, you have to go that I have to go as fast can. as I, po I possibly can. But for something like Chaos Eater or Revolution or something where it's, like, a, like, not quite the fastest thing I can do, then I'm doing it as if it's the fastest thing I can do and then I mess up. So yeah. it's, like, sometimes you can think of it, like, mental blocks almost seem counterintuitive sometimes. Where it's like, I can do this at 180, why can't I do this at 166? Which is a lot of, a lot of people struggle with uh, Legend of Max, especially at the end. And it's like, 166 streams are not that bad. If you do 166 streams, that's like amalgamation, that's like... There's a bunch of stuff at around 166, but something about it being Legend of Max and scrolling twice as fast, uh, and being some, a lot of times, uh, it's a little bit easier than what you're most capable of means that you're more likely to tense up and uh, overthink it. You were talking a lot about BPMs and runs and stuff, and I, I noticed myself, like, one thing that really helps me a lot when I'm playing uh, for accuracy or really, really just trying to do anything is sometimes I have to remind myself how fast the song is. Yes. I, have to, I have to tell myself, okay, well, I just got some perfects, and it's because I'm playing this 150 BPM song like it's faster. Just remember that it's 150 BPM and it's late. Or like, this song might be really fast, but it's also late. Or this song might be really slow, but it's also early. Like, yeah. you just kind of kind of like, 
keep in mind these like reference points for songs that you have that you know like Max 300 for instance is every DDR player knows Max 300 and how fast it is and like yep. how fast you have to step in order to get perfects or marvelous so if 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 you're doing a run and it's slower than that be like this is slower than Max 300 yep. or if it's faster than that be like you know this is this is way faster than Max 300 or something like yeah. that 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 helps me a lot yeah i do that a lot like i for uh da 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 and Max 300, like the, the 12 note checks. Um, the way I was thinking about Max 300 was actually like, this is slower than da da da. So like when, but I for, used to, for, I was like forgetting that a lot. I was actually getting misses at the end of Max 300 because I was doing the foot switches too fast. Because I was thinking it's like, it's, yeah. it's the same patterns as da da da. So I was like taking that in, but no, it's like eight or six BPM slower. So you're gonna have to like hold back Just a tiny bit. Out. And then I'm able to MFC it. So. It's a lot of, like, I love those reference points of, like, I, there's a couple, like, 140, 145, 150 BPM. I have, like, benchmarks in my head for what the, like, my favorite song that's 150 BPM. Yeah, me too. Confession. Like, that's what I think of when I think of 150. And so if something's 152, it's a little bit faster than Confession. If it's 148, it's a little bit slower than Confession. So, sort of like a, a surprising anecdote, I would say, is um, when I play, uh, there's a couple of ITG, ITG songs that come to mind, like Charlene, for instance, mm -hmm. and Delirium, mm -hmm. uh, or sorry, Destiny, not Delirium, where they start off immediately with a run, like yeah. a long run. And I find actually that I have a lot less trouble kind of timing those songs than other songs. Interesting. Uh, mostly because it starts off with a 16th run. Really? Uh, as opposed to songs where it starts off with maybe you know whole note, whole note, half note, half note, half note, half note, and then a 16th note run. I'll always screw up the 16th note run. Really? That's like the opposite for me. Same. I'm way better, like, if a song is, like, this is one, one reason I'm bad at egoism. This is not really mental stuff, but I'm bad at egoism, the expert, because it goes through periods of, like, nothing's happening. And then just runs out of nowhere. And then, like, nothing happens. <laughs> yeah. And then runs. And so, like, but if it was, a, like, I'm actually, comparatively, I have a 9 out of 1 on the challenge, and a 9 out of 4, or 9 out of, or I guess now I have a 9 out of 6 on the expert. But for a while, I couldn't even break that. But... Is because egoism challenge was just like it's just nonstop. So I'm always in the mode of like hyper energy. I'm yeah. constantly moving and, and no drills. Yeah, no drills. Yeah. But I'm also just like every time I have to stop in egoism. And like I'm just like, like it's yeah. it's like trivial. But then I have to do this like crazy crossover with drills and like it's two twenty streams. Like that would always mess me up. I would always like get tense and and rush them. Yeah. So be thankful that you have that. Yeah, I, that that might help you. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, so that's kind of like. I do a mental exercise now when I start songs. Like, immediately when the song starts, I'm kind of thinking, like, what's the most granular sort of note that this song is going to have? Or it's type of note. 16th so or like 24th 16th or something. 16th or 24th. So, like, if it's a song that I know has 16th notes in it, um, right off the bat, like, as soon as it, it's in the lead-up part of the song, I'm thinking about what does the 16th note sound like uh, in this song. That's, that's probably a good idea. That's a pretty good technique, I think. Yeah. yeah. So that's helped me get. Uh, I might, I might absorb that. Yeah, I'm thinking about that <laughs> too yeah, now. Yeah, try that. Yeah, I think it helps me a lot. Um, and the other thing that helps me is uh, I, I don't know if you guys mentioned turn mods yet, but yeah. in the last episode we talked about a lot about turn mods too. Playing mirror, especially for unbelievable, because I have this mental block at the end, helps me a lot. Yeah. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about too was uh, was mood, because uh, this is kind of a big deal too. Like there's some days where you have good days, and there's some days where you have bad days, and do you guys, besides McFlurries, <laughs> do you have any uh, tips for, you know, kind of like a mental preparation before you go to the arcade? Because uh, it really makes a difference. I, I like to meditate 
in the morning before I go play and basically just breathe and do nothing but breathe. And then I find that it helps my breathing throughout the rest of the day when DDR has a lot of breathing in it. Um, but in general, like, I find lately that I tend to prefer playing in the mornings. And I think partly it's because nothing has happened to me yet, you know? <laughs> like, I just go to the arcade and I start playing DDR, and that's the first thing in my day, and I, and I love it. And I haven't had to deal with any emails. I haven't, like, gotten into, into an argument online or anything. talking a lot about emails. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or really, well, got like, a lot of emails basically, to Basically, nothing else has happened to me that day except for the thing that I want to be doing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm in a pretty good mood already, and I think that tends to help me a lot. So actually, we have uh, quite a few people that wrote in about, and, mood? about mood and talked about how their mood often gets ruined uh, when they get a great or a miss or something like that. So Peter Lawrence in the chat said, like, when you get a great and you want to stop playing. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have, we had a couple of questions that we'll get to towards the end where about uh, just kind of overthinking about the mistakes that you make, too, and how it really kind of negatively impacts your mood. Yeah. So do you have anything to say about, about how to deal with those? Yeah, I mean... It's it's a really complex thing. Like I don't I don't do any meditation or anything like that, and I've never really thought too much about my mood because, at the end of the day, I'm playing DDR because I love the game, and so, like maybe, it, maybe kind of remember that. Remember that. Yeah, like while you're playing, while you're and playing. Uh, sometimes it's helpful to think like at the very least this is exercise. Yeah. <laughs> so like sometimes when I'm having a bad day, I'm just like, well, at least I'm burning some calories. I'll I'll get a dessert afterwards. It'll cheer me right up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's also like. I'm a huge believer in like the self-fulfilling prophecies of when you start thinking negatively in your brain of like, okay, I'm having a bad day. As soon as you say that, as soon as you think it, you're going to influence the rest of your day by the fact that uh, you're already having a bad one. Definitely. Instead of trying to like correct it right as it happens. Like a lot of times when I get a great or a perfect on something and I'm like, like shake it off. Like, let's go. Let's go one more time. Let's do it. Like I'm actually saying these things out loud. I'm probably really crazy to other people in the arcade who was like standing around me. It's it's fine. But like <laughs> Roger saying that as he, as he stood next to me as I'm like, come on, let's go, let's go. <laughs> but like seriously, like I a lot of times I fail out. I'm just like one more time, let's do it. Like reset. Like I'm I'm hyping myself up because as soon as I start thinking this day sucks, then I'm just gonna leave the arcade because it's more fun than right than staying there. Yeah, but you, first of all, you came to the arcade for a reason because you like it. Yeah. So. Stay there and try to have fun, but I, th I think the the tendency for when you get a great or when you get a miss or screw up on a song that you're trying to perform on, when you do that and you give up, like I see a lot of people doing that nowadays, and I think it might be because there's so many good players around that they see maybe quitting a little too often or something. Um, Excuse me, sorry. But if it's it's actually possible if you get. If you get a grade or whatever, it's actually possible for you to do better on that song than you've ever done before. Yeah. If you just keep trying. Yeah. And also, if you keep trying, then you're going to strengthen your ability to keep trying whenever something has gone wrong. Which is really important Poor for skill. things like tournaments. Yeah. Where, when you're in a tournament, it's it's not about... It, you really don't want it to be about who screws up first. You want it to be about who screws up the most. Yeah. And if you screw up first, that doesn't mean you're going to lose. So many tournament matches have been decided by, like, a, someone coming back from behind. Exactly. Because they, even though they got a great right in the beginning of the song, the other person fell into a false sense of security. Exactly. Or they just, you know, they were like, well, I got a great. I'm going to keep pushing like I didn't. 
Yeah. And you keep getting Marvelouses and keep getting Marvelouses and suddenly your EX score is just way higher. Exactly. And there's there's parts later on in the song that you still need to practice anyway. Yeah. If Unless you've MFC'd a song or gotten a really amazing score that's like a world record, you could probably stand to improve mm -hmm. on every song. So yeah. just keep hitting the notes the, yeah. with maximum effort. That's I, great advice. Yeah, I, I want to clarify. You said something very important. Like, you might see me or Chris quit out of songs a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's not... I don't endorse that technique for other people. It's because my best score is literally one perfect on the song, and I know, like, what I'm capable of. Yeah. I know I can MFC it. So it's actually better time-wise. Like, I have a limited amount of time at the arcade. Yeah, you can't stay there forever. I, so I, like... I, I don't need to practice the second half of the song because I already know exactly what I have to do, so it's not worth my time. But for almost everyone else, that's like, you know, there's me and Chris and the, you know, Paul and Hudson and a couple players at the very top who can afford to quit out like that. For every single other player, you have something to learn and something to gain by playing the rest Definitely. of the song. So do not quit. It increases your consistency, which is very important, especially in tournaments. It increases, like, it can help your mood because you might get one great and three perfects on it and your best score was 26 perfects in a grade yeah. or something and so suddenly your ex score is way higher that's a, mm -hmm. that could be a fun thing to like if so, you're some of my best scores are like i got an insanely small amount of perfects but i got a good yeah or something and like think about that's EX still pretty score. good yeah think EX about ex score because sometimes you know it can feel disheartening to get a great right in the beginning of the song if you're trying to pfc it or if you have a 50 perfect pfc and you know you get a great right at the beginning you're like well i can't even beat my score now well yeah. You can. You can beat your EX score. Yeah, it's not absolutely. listed as directly on the machine, but if you can get 10 perfects and a great, then you can destroy that 50 perfect score. Yeah. Like, And in a tournament, EX score is going to be what matters anyway. So keep, just like, find things about your playstyle. Like, find a reason to be positive about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, either I'm getting exercise, so it's good. I'm having fun, so it's all good. Uh, I can do this, you know, if I just take a break for a second. That any any of those things or all of those things can keep your good vibes going, and when you're thinking positively about the game, you will get better scores. That's just how it works. Yeah. So my advice is, uh, I, I think that when I whenever I have bad days, and it, this might be just because I believe it, but whenever I have bad days, I always find that I'll have a second wind kind of later in the night. That sometimes uh, happens to me too. Yeah. Like yeah. pushing through badness, like yeah. not because you're not letting yourself succumb to that bad day. You're doing things to get over that which, hump. Which might, yeah, that might be what brings the second wind on. Yeah, it's yes. treat, treat it like the enemy. You, yeah, you yeah. gotta you gotta get over the hump. You know? Yeah, but like 90% of the time I found I, I find that I'll, I will get the second wind and something good will happen later. Yeah. So I think and also just believing that that will happen is good too. Yeah. Um, so the chat wants to know, Peter in the chat wants to know, uh, Jeff, at your level, uh, what's more frustrating, a perfect or a great? <laughs> that's a good that's a really good, that question. A good question I've never thought about this before uh, I mean it really depends on what I'm doing like if I'm playing an 18 um, then greats are worse than perfects but I guess like if I'm playing a song I know I'm gonna MFC or like, I'm trying to MFC I'm not getting greats on it like I just I'm, I'm typically not playing songs that like I could get a perfect or I could get a great like I'm either playing songs where uh I could get a great on something because it's really hard, or I could get a perfect because it's something I haven't MSC'd yet. It's like a 13 or something. So, um, like, in, in, in some sense, like, either a perfect or a great is both failure for me. Like, because, especially if I am trying to MFC a 13, a great is just as much failure as a perfect is. But it means I really fucked up. <laughs> and that's... Uh, but sometimes it can, it can isolate problems that I'm having. Like, 
um, trying to think about, uh, like if I'm getting a grade on something, it might mean the song's like way off sync there. Yep. And I'm actually taking that negative feedback of I messed up a lot and I'm channeling that back into, okay, maybe this part drifts. Maybe this part's off. Maybe I'm bad. That's yeah. what, I mean, <laughs> that, that could be it too. But maybe there's something about this one section. Maybe it's not late, but the bass changes or the bass drops out. And so I think it's earlier than it is. And so I'm actually, even though the song is technically correct, my brain is not doing the right thing there. So I have to, okay, when this, when step 156 comes up, I'm going to start stepping a little bit later than I normally would. Not because I think it drifts, but because my brain wants me to go earlier. I do that so often. Do you and, use combos, by the way, as, as a flagpole kind of one? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I, try not, I try not to look down at my score, um, but I'm using, a lot of times I'm like, okay, at combo 120, the song drifts a little bit early. Hmm. Um, and it, it's usually corresponding with some sort of section in the song, so it's not hard to remember the, the number. Um, but yeah, I, have, I also write down notes for uh, a bunch of songs. And sometimes I write, it gets kind of weird at this step or halfway through. Yeah. Um, which helps me when I play it again, I'm not like going at it from scratch again. I'm just, I'm looking at a note that tells me exactly what to do. Yeah. Right. I keep some notes too. We were talking about focus and everything. I actually keep a, like a, a, just one DDR note on my notes, yep. my Microsoft OneNote. Where like before I uh, go to before I walk into the arcade, I just look at it and it says things like, you know, make sure your posture is right. Like, oh, interesting. Keep a good, keep so you have more of like a high level. Yeah, like things that I feel like when you're playing, there's so many things to think about, and sometimes you go in there and one of those you might have forgotten about. That's true. And if I just have the list, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just try and keep all these things in mind all the time. So make yeah. sure not to look at your email while you've got your phone out. <laughs> my, my notes are more like song specific, but yeah. like the more you're filling up your brain with like, make sure your posture is right, the less you're going to be thinking about email. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Think of just like get your head totally in the game. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're going to move on a little bit. And uh, the other thing that we want to talk about was the jitters. Ooh, the which jitters. is something like after we all went to the Irvine tournament and it's something that I really had a big problem with. Yeah. Um, so like especially in the tournament setting, uh, people tend to go really fast. Uh, so yeah, also like I guess going with the title of the show, staying cool. Like that, when, whenever I, I'm like teaching noobs about the game, uh, I always tell them, I point at the, uh, well I guess it, it's not on there anymore, or is it? The stay what? cool text on the pass? Uh, it's not there anymore, I don't no, it just says Dance Dance Revolution yeah. on the sides. Yeah, I, the used, old, like the, I used the, to point at that, and I used to say, like, this is the best advice that the game is giving you. Stay yeah. cool. It's, it's really cool. the best advice in life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As with many things, DDR translates very well to real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess we kind of covered this a little bit about, um, you know, focusing is a good way to counteract the jitters. Yeah. Um, anything else that you wanted to say? I mean, like, the pacemaker stuff for me is just like, like that's that's another way that you you can get jitters. Um some people find it helpful, but I don't. I don't yeah. think so. I think a lot of it is practice. Um, it's tough. Like uh, you are going to feel nervous at certain like milestones in the game, but like the more you break through them, the more it's just like another thing that happens. Like to me, being nervous about a white combo is just a thing that happens when I play. Yeah. It's not. And if you can like think back to. Maybe if you're like getting MFCs now, or you're you're pretty far along in your PFC goal, or maybe just full comboing. Like at any point, you could probably look back and think, "Man, the first time I full comboed X song, I was super nervous about it." And now you might not even think about yeah. getting a great full combo on something. 
But when you perfect full combo something, you're like, you get really stressed out. To me, that's like what happens. Like, if a new song comes out, I'm going to play it. And I'm probably going to, like, if it's a 13, I'm going to PFC it my first try unless, like, some weird shit comes up. And back in the day, the fact that I had a perfect full combo going through that song on the last step, I'd be, like, super nervous. So the more you're getting accustomed to, like, the tense moments in the game, the more they're going to be, like, just normal things that happen to you, and then they become less tense. Yeah. So, so like, sort of, like, uh, to sum it up, be aware of your capabilities. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, a lot of it's just practice. Like, it's very cliche advice, but I think, uh, like, as you practice and as you get better, things that were insurmountable to you before... Will you'll look back on them and be like, man, that's like, I would never be nervous if I was full comboing that song now. Um, I might be nervous if I was MFCing it, but well, I can PFC it most times or something. Um, that's going to be more and more common as you get up and higher in the game. Yeah. And so if you keep that in mind, maybe like sort of like, oh, this is like, as long as I'm playing, as long as I'm improving, then this, like me MFCing this song is just going to be a thing that happens. It's not going to be, you know, a, a super intense or frustrating moment in my life. Yeah, one, one thing that helps me, it's along the same lines, where if I'm doing really well on a song and I start to get nervous, I tell myself, you know, if you're doing this right now, you can do this again. Yeah. So this isn't the last time this is ever going to happen to you, so you don't really need to be mm. nervous, yeah. right? Like, if you can do this now, like, if you screw up, it's actually not the end of the world because you can just play it again, do it the exact same way, yeah. and, and do even better. So... I feel like paradoxically, keeping that in mind that like, you know, even if I screwed up, I could just do it again. A lot of, a lot of times that'll that'll lead me to a, like a, a new MFC or a new yeah. PFC or something like I that. I mean, that's the positive thinking though. That's like, yeah. you're not letting it, you're not succumbing to, this is the last time I'm ever going to do this. And if I don't get it now, I'm never going to get it. Yeah. Like that's all negative thinking that will make you mess up. But as soon as you kind of relax about it and you're like, I'm just going to take it note by note. And if I've gotten to 200 combo on this song, MFC, I can do it again. Because literally, I can just input the same things my yeah. body just did, and I'll get it. So, it's not a big deal. And the more you think it's not a big deal, the more it won't become a big deal, the more you won't mess up. Yep. So true. Uh, Alright, so the other thing we wanted to talk about was uh, mental stamina. It's oh, yeah. kind of like another tournament thing, too. Uh, it's one of the things I was really impressed with Ninjafar during the tournament was uh, he was kind of in the loser's bracket, just kind of knocking everyone out. Yeah. And uh, he was playing some really hard songs, um, you know, like a lot, over and over, over and over, over again. Yeah. It was just like, it's not just physical stamina that you have to kind of worry about. It's also this mental stamina, like, you know, reading, just the ability to read notes, to, to sight read, if that's a thing that you have to do. Yeah. And, like, remembering everything. It it's, can be very exhausting. So do you guys have any tips about how to deal with mental stamina? Just I, practice? I think practice is the biggest part. DDR, it's it's really like an overwhelming game in terms of <laughs> in terms of everything. You know, you got just rainbows blasted. Yeah, you got, you're getting blasted with rainbows in the face. The the notes, like you know, if you're playing a hard song, <laughs> if you're playing playing a difficult song, it's way too much stuff going on. You got the music, it's blasting. You got the sounds of the arcade. You got the people around you. You got air hockey in the back. <laughs> The There's just screen. a lot of stuff going on that you have to either ignore or pay attention to despite all the distractions. And the harder the song is, the more overwhelming it is. Like, egoism, I always talk about this. That song, you listen to that, you're like, this, this is stressing me out, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, I'm, I'm so stressed out just from hearing this. And I think if you kind of immerse yourself in that, like, 
make that the thing that you like, you know, it, it, it'll, it'll make it a lot easier. And also, yeah, the practice aspect. Like, you have to just practice thinking really hard for a long time, and at some point your brain will give out, and next time do it for a little bit longer. And it's like, it's like working a muscle, you know. You, you just got to keep building your stamina. Yeah. I think, like, the more... Uh... Like the me how do I describe this? Like, the more I'm thinking about the side effects of playing, the more I have less like mental stamina to think about the things I actually have to think about. So yeah. even like if you're taking this like long term and you're playing twenty songs in a row, uh, the like the times where you're in between songs probably shouldn't be too focused on like beating yourself up over messing something up or uh, like critiquing too much or criticizing yourself too much um a lot of times i like i kind of like flush out a bunch of the stress and stuff from playing one song by checking my phone or just like talking with the friends yeah. like it's i try to like separate this like when i'm playing ddr for that one for that two minutes i am super stressed out like my body is stressed and my mind is stressed but then as soon as like you get a score just turn that stuff off mm -hmm. because yeah. You're actually saving, like, chunks of stamina that you would be... If you're spending it too much thinking about, like, okay, what did I do wrong? And, like, I mean, that stuff is helpful, too, because you can sort of, like, oh, I well, I messed up this note. I should try to do this next time. But that should be, like, that's it. Like, yeah. I, I messed up this note because I went too early. Let's, let's do it again. But don't, like, ruminate over your mistakes because that's taking up mental stamina that you could be spending on actually doing well at the game. Definitely. So let's move on to uh, questions and answers now, because we got lots of questions. Sure. And I want to make sure that we, we uh, try to get to as many people as possible. Um, so starting off with the first one, we have one from uh, uh, Janobra84. And he writes to us on Twitter and says, Mental blocks, uh, thinking about the run and over-anticipating it before it happens, and also he's afraid to try new songs that he hasn't played yet. Uh, as that's kind of a mental block that he has. Play them all. Play them all. Play all the yeah. songs. I mean, yeah. if you're really nervous, play it in, Ste play it in Step Mania first. Um, like, every week you go to the arcade or whatever, just play ten new songs in Step Mania, make sure you're pretty comfortable with them, write them down, and then play a warm-up set or two when you get to the arcade, and then play those ten songs. And I actually really like what Roger said, too, about um, just keeping in mind that this is not going to be the last time that you play this song. Yeah. Uh, or so, DDR. Or DDR, like, You're, you're yeah. going to come back... Tomorrow. Yeah, it's kind of. I think it's kind of a fallacy when playing new stuff. It's just yeah. like you think that you have to do. You have to be your absolute best the first time that you play it. Because pe people get really upset when they see a score yeah. that's like super bad. Right. Because like seeing nothing there is way better in their mind than seeing a nine five seven with misses, like no yeah, layup on a, like true. a twelve, because there were some stops or that you didn't know, or you just were weren't warmed up or something like that. But you got to get past that. Like, yeah. the get your lamps and then come back and work on things. Like, I, you just see so much improvement when you play everything and then, like, you'll come back to a song you have a 957 on and you'll PFC it or grateful or 99K it or something and you'll just be like, how did I ever get a 957 on this? Yeah. And it's because it was your first time and your first time's not going to be your best time usually. It's funny because it sounds really obvious, but it's actually not. It's like, just, people, it's, people go, yeah. they do this in their heads. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a very subconscious thing to be like, well, you know, there's other people around. I don't really want to play this thing I've never played before. What if it has something that I'm going to mess up and people are going to know that I don't know it? Yeah. You know, it, you get in your own head and 
but not even thinking about it. You're just like, oh, I'll just play something I'm comfortable with. And the more you play stuff you're comfortable with and the less you play stuff you don't know, the slower your rate of improvement. Yeah, it's kind of like the blank page thing whenever you're trying to write something and you, you open up a new document and there's nothing there and it stresses you out. Just slop some stuff down and fix it later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like, you know? for writing, that's what I used to do is like write the... I used to always write my introductions last. I have no idea if this is relevant or not. But like, <laughs> yeah, I think sometimes it it's very hard to get started. Where like, you know, you write an introduction, you don't know what you're about to say. But as soon as I like made some body paragraphs of like, and actually figured out the substance of my argument, the introduction was a breeze. And I know you can't really like play a song well before. Well, you kind of play on Step Mania. I don't know it's kind of relevant, but not yeah, really. It's relevant because like, yeah. yeah, it's once again, it's not going to be your. You're not done with that song. Like you're. And you're, it's still a mental block. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a mental block. That's it's totally just hard true. to get started. Yeah. And there's ways to like get around things that are hard to start. Uh, so uh, Max Ninja 9 writes on Twitter, uh, keeping a, a PFC or MSC going and wondering if your next step is going to be the one that breaks the chain. It's the so, negative thinking. It's the negative thinking. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. It, like, what's so different about the next step? Like, if you're 300 steps in, what's so different about the 301st? Yeah. Like, it's, it's probably it's probably another eighth note or something, and you can hit that just like you hit the last 300. And maybe that's the last step, but maybe it isn't. Like, all these things of, like, is it the last step in the song? You know, like, the, the steps actually don't care. They're like, it's like flipping a coin. Like, if you have, like, you, like, if you flip a coin and it's heads, like, it doesn't mean it's going to be tails next time. It means it could be heads again. Like, you, you can't be thinking about how the previous steps are going to influence the future ones. Unless you're going to get tired or something, but if you're like trying to PFC or MFC something, every step is pretty much the same. You're going to have the stamina, like the physical stamina, to go through every step. So, don't think that any one step is different than any other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all hate that those big green numbers, though. <laughs> totally agree. I mean, they're good when it's when it's hard. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, know? they can be a good thing. Um, so Andy four five seven also wrote in with some advice. Uh, he said that he likes to use Mirror when he runs into a pattern that he struggles with. Uh, so like Legend of Max, for instance, on Mirror really helped out. I yeah. always played Legend of Max on Mirror because mm. it's easier. You <laughs> think so? For me. I think a lot of the up runs become down runs, mm. and that's always... Yeah. So ups, that's, up's the worst That's area. always choice. Yeah. <laughs> no, I... Uh, yeah. I mean, like, you can always, like... Whether or not you have to use a turn mod on something, like, I think it's an important distinction. Like, you can always go back. A lot yeah. of times you play something on mirror, you go, I can't believe how easy that was. And then you go back and you've broken the mental block. You're like, wow, the thing on normal was easy. How did I ever struggle with this? Yeah. So sometimes it's just like, because sometimes you're just like, I just can't do it. You think to yourself, I just can't do that part in Legend of Max. If you do it on mirror, suddenly you can't say that to yourself totally anymore. Different you're part. like, you don't know what it's like. It's just like, oh, I can do it now. And yeah. then you're in the positive thinking, you execute the normal charges fine. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, so, Bromede on uh, Twitter, hey, Omid, hope you're watching, uh, he's asking about uh, doing hard stuff. So he said uh, his problem is, his mental block is not being able to do hard stuff. Um, if we go by facts, he says uh, at one point he couldn't pass a 12, but now he can MFC, um, and it was a total mental block sort of plateau feeling. So you want to talk about, like, plateaus at all? I, I'm, I think I'm in one right now, and I think I'm kind of at a very similar level to Omid in, in skill, where, like, I, I can MFC 13s and below. But if I play a, a 19, I'm going to get owned. If I play an 18, still going to get pretty owned. 17, I'm okay. 16, I can get I got some PFCs. But really above the 16, 16 mark is where I start, like, sucking. And for me, I really think it's practice. And 
I've spent so long thinking, like feeling good for getting good scores on easy songs that when I think, oh no, I have to be uncomfortable and like play this it's hard comfort thing zone. and get grades, and like it hurts, but that's I think that's what we got to do. I mean. That's, I mean, that's the thing. You, you're staying in your comfort zone by yeah. doing that. Like, you're like, oh, I get all the endorphins from getting a good score on an 11-footer, because yeah. 11-footers are easy. <laughs> but then you won't play an 18, because you yeah. don't get that sort of, that, that similar feeling. Because you can probably pass it. Oh, yeah. But it's not, like, passing isn't as good of a feeling of MFC. Exactly. Like, to, me, to me, and probably a lot of other people, it's, they feel a similar way. But, like, my suggestion would be, like, have you played all the 16s? Have you played all the 17s? Have you played all, like, don't try to jump into the deep end of, like, I need to be amazing at 18s. There's yeah. a lot of stuff on the road to 18s. And a lot, it starts with 15s, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Play the whole 15 folder. It Then go to 16s, and then go to 17s. And then you can say, like, if you're still struggling with 18s at that point, then increase your score on the, increase your scores on the 15s. Then increase on 16. Then yeah, increase on 17. Luke told me that after he went through the the 15 folder and PFC all the 15s, then the 18s were dramatically easier. Exactly for, for no reason. It's no, it's for well, a for, very for good very reason. reason. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I this happened to me in Technica. This happened to me in 2DX. And I've never like actively done it in DDR because I've just always played everything. But like playing all the eights in 2DX made me incredibly good at tens for a very good reason yeah. that they taught me patterns that I didn't know and exposed me to things that I wouldn't have otherwise played and got me out of my comfort zone. Yep. And so it's just, it's super important to, to get out of the three songs that you love. Yeah. So Paul writes in with some um, advice about how to get over mental blocks too. And he says, uh, what helps him is changing note skins. Uh, used Robot to get most of my ITG quads. Yep. Uh, sometimes I switch to Vivid if I'm starting to feel weird on DDR. That's, that's interesting advice. I've never I, heard I that before. I haven't played on alternate note skins on DDR. Yeah. There is a cyber note skin. There is. You know. There is. <laughs> well, not, there's weird. the cyber... Well, there's two things. There's, like, the note pattern and the note color. Note skin being, like, the color itself. So, yeah, but yes, you could no, I change... Think, I think he probably means both, I'm assuming. No, yeah, but... I, ITG is just a little different. I kind of, like, bunch them. Well, I don't remember. Was ITG... Did they ever have, like, different patterns for the... No, uh... It was just the coloring, right? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, like, uh, together. Ro robot was metal. Right. So robots flat. Yeah, yeah. But that's the and note skin, not. Flat. Really? That's right. Yeah, I flat was all flat. red. Robot was gray. Robot was gray. Yeah. Right. There was also uh. flat so, uh, yeah. so yeah. And so I think metal is different shape too. Anyway, but basically, what uh, like it's real. That's really really good advice, and it's another thing where it's breaking a mental block by not seeing the same thing over and over again. It's very similar to note skins, or, or sorry, not note skins. Uh, mirror turn mods. So it's like you want to see something you have, like, the same song, but in a different way. Yeah. And sometimes that is uh, playing it on mirror, and sometimes that's like using a note skin that you're not used to. So you don't think, oh, look, there's this dense 16th note section that's about to come up. You just see, like, if it's on flat or something, like, or vivid, like, you can barely tell what it is. Like, yeah. you have, you, you're thinking more on the fly and less, like, oh, this hard thing is coming up, and I know exactly what it is, and I know I'm bad at that thing. And so I'm going to do badly. So speaking of that, also Rad Rod um, writes into us on Twitter and says that his mental block is dealing with jacks and tower runs at over 180 BPM. So for instance, Chaos Eater and the end of Endymion, uh, uh, Difficult, and uh, Gaia. Yeah. So. I mean, I like, 
I think to myself, like, I can do drills at, like, 220, like, in Demion, I, I can MSC a lot of those drills, and I still mess up Gaia. I, I was, uh, the, like, two weeks ago or something, I was white on Gaia until, like, 600 combo of, like, 680-something. Damn. And I ended with, like, 15 perfects. <laughs> because I just, like, every single drill, I rushed. Uh, yeah. Because I, and as soon as, I sort of spiraled at that point, but... Um, like, it's just, it's, you, a lot of times, you can do things that are faster, and so actually taking it, dialing it back down a little bit is the hard part. So, just remind yourself that you can do the faster things, you can always do the slower thing. Yeah. It's always, like, it's a, it's a subset of what you can do. If you can do runs at 200, you can do runs at 180. Like, it's just a subset. One thing that helps me with tower runs, cause, and, and drills, because this is something that I have trouble with, is uh, playing a song where I know that there's some in there that I can do. Like, I, I, I'm I, pretty good at Horatio after playing playing it a shit ton. And uh, I can do that, but I can't do the drills and faster songs that well. So one thing I do is I'll, I'll warm up. If I know I'm going to be playing some of those harder songs, I, I warm up with Horatio and I'm like, okay, this is how I do it. This is what my feet feel like on the pad when, when I'm executing this properly. Mm, and now yeah. I just got to kind of turn it up a little bit. Yeah, turn it up. <laughs> and I'm still working on my drills and stuff. Like I, I think Please I can tell me for yeah. yeah no, any, I, any I'm actually planning on making some ITG charts of like, like just taking songs that I know really, really well and converting them to just have drills, like really hard drills. And uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So that's that's a long term thing. But I think uh, it's a lot of practice and a lot of like incremental. Like okay, try it out at 200. Try it out at 205. Try it out at 210. And play a song you love. Like if you, can, especially if you can do it with ITG, you can make your own charts. Pick a song you love that you know really, really well. That's not. It's not going to be about the song at that point. It's only yep. about the chart and your execution. That's good advice. Um, so Steve wrote in on Twitter too and said uh, about mental blocks. Not so much mental block, but dealing with outside noise, like people screaming, yelping, loud conversations, external distractions. Yeah. So we kind of talked about this a little bit, but um, I mean, playing in a real arcade is like so different than playing at home, which a lot of us yeah. can do now. Like. But yeah, that's my that's my, actually my I don't have any really advice for this. I I for me, suck at dealing with other people around me. I think it you got to kind of invoke the same circuit or like the same handler for <laughs> for when you're dealing with you just got a grade or something because it's something that makes you mad or feel bad, but you just got to you just got to return to what you're doing, you know? Yeah, like yeah. someone screams something behind you cuz they're playing Pac-Man or air hockey, <laughs> you know, like yeah, it sucks, and yeah, you just want to turn around and yell at them, but you can't, and you're still playing. And, like, what if that happens during a tournament? A lot of times, like, during tournaments, something crazy will happen, and so everyone's going to go, ooh, or, That's, oh yeah. my god, or, yeah. like, blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. you hear it, and you screw up. You, you really just got to make sure that you develop a strategy mentally for calming back down and getting back to what you're doing. Yeah. I wonder if moms and dads have a better time with DDR at the arcade. Because they, <laughs> Their well, kids they are deal, always screaming. Yeah, they have to deal with that at home all the time, right? The kids screaming and there's all these distractions. Yeah. yeah. So I should just install some sort of like... <laughs> Child simulator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like wear the AirPods all the time. It's just, <laughs> just like, every... People screaming. Randomly, randomly people are like, Whoa, you're so good! And you're like, oh, fuck, man. Have somebody walk around and throw a hockey puck <laughs> at you every once in a while. <laughs> Someone's just Pac-Man's noises. Just like, you're a yeah, just, <laughs> just, 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 just terrible noise all the time. 
<laughs> That's my advice. Terrible noise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Wicked Fedora writes in uh, on Twitter and says um, his mental block is quick single step to jump transitions as eighth or sixteenth notes. Uh, I just didn't think too hard about it, and it came naturally with practice. So that's that something like, like D two or uh, Dance Dance Revolution, like the the step jump in it. Something like that. I think maybe like True Blue, like the jump. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like very quick. The la the less I think about those, the better. Step to jump, like uh, Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, like I guess the end of uh, Spanish Noe Dance or something. Yeah, that that was exactly Wicked Fedora's advice. Just he didn't think about it too much, and it came yeah. to him naturally. Yeah. So it's again towing that line between thinking too much and not thinking enough. Yeah. The the less you're thinking about screwing up. Like, you can sort of let your mind relax. You still have to focus a little bit, but the more you're focusing on just the game and not the external stressors, the better. I, I want to talk a little bit about a particular mental block that I think a lot of players have trouble with, um, and Ninevolt was asking about it, which is reading at slow speeds when you're really used to reading fast speed mods. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a problem that I, that I kind of have, kind of don't, and a lot of other people you know, have varying skill levels regarding that. And I think... Uh, I just wanted to give some, some advice straight up and say it, it is more difficult to read on slow speeds. Um, one thing that helped me a lot was playing Oni courses on DDR Extreme or on just old versions of DDR and reminding yourself that if you're not super good at reading slow, then you can't expect to get the same kinds of scores that you're going to get when you're getting, um, when you're playing on high speed mods. But what you got to do is like what we were saying. What we were saying earlier is you got to you got to put something down before you can make it better. So yeah. like, if you're playing Oni, don't don't think about if you're if you have trouble reading slow, and you're trying to fix it by playing Oni, don't don't go for like a perfect full combo. Like just try and combo the song. Yeah. Just like even if you're getting goods or whatever, just just try and do something. I think a lot of there's this thing that a lot of new players do when they first start playing DDR where they're playing, and then they screw up, and they lose their place on, on, on the screen, and then they wait for, like, ten arrows to go by, and then they start playing again. Like, I think that happens to a lot of people when they're having trouble reading slow, and you can't do that. You really just, if you screw up, just keep mashing. Keep mashing the buttons until you're comboing it again. Yeah. Because if, if you have trouble reading slow, treat it like playing... You're like playing a really hard song, like a 19 or whatever. Just button mash until you got a combo, and then work up from there. Yeah. Yep. I also wanted to throw out one more thing. I just popped in my head about the uh, about the external factors. So one thing that I think is easy to have, one thing you can like a trap you can fall into, is starting to blame everything else that's happening for mm -hmm. why you're doing badly. And I just want to point out, like, and I do this sometimes. Like, I'm not thrilled at the people who are screaming at Pac-Man, but sometimes it's helpful to just remember, like. At the end of the day, someone might be screaming to my left, but it's my job to hit the arrows. And it's like, the more you focus on how you can improve despite less than ideal conditions, the, be the, the faster you're going to improve and the more you're going to see your scores increase. So like, I think it's, it's kind of weird because like, yes, in an ideal world, people wouldn't be playing air hockey right behind you and you wouldn't get hit with a hockey puck. But let's say that you do. Like, it's, now it's up to you to sort of react and like, builds a tolerance for that sort of thing and, like, reset back to, like, a good mental state because there are always going to be things that stress you out or, or annoy you, like Dave and Buster's announcements happening or, uh, you know, in a tournament, like, getting a great and, or having getting a perfect or a great 
and someone, the whole crowd going, ah, like, yeah. you know, those things are always going to happen. The more you prepare for them, the more you say, it's my job not to tell them to shut up, but my job to react positively yeah. to whatever's happening that will ultimately ultimately make the difference. Again, great life advice, too, from yeah, Jeff Lord. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, I remember you it mentioned It applies that, to everything. Yeah, you mentioned that last time, too, talking about padnesses. I yeah, it's, really it's just an, it's another thing that, like, a lot of, the less you feel like you have control over something, the easier it is to write it off. But the more you take autonomy for, like, like or responsibility for bad your bad play, the more you're going to improve. Yeah. And so, so it's very easy to say, well, I didn't MFC that because this asshole behind me was screaming the whole time. But, you know, there's definitely a world where you MFC'd that with him screaming behind you. Yep. I've had that happen to me where I've, I've, stu I've yeah. ignored and I've stuck through it. And someone, some kid's taunting me, someone's screaming, and I still execute. Yeah. And it's because I'm not... I'm, I'm, that's going to happen no matter what I do. I need to play right now. I've seen it happen, too. Yeah. It's, it's actually... Uh, the other interesting thing to note there is that, um, you know, because this is going to happen outside of your control, the more you practice it, just the more time you're getting with good play. Yeah. The more good play that you're going to have. Yeah. So it's a good thing to practice for that reason. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take a question from chat. Uh, the Asian one mentions, um, how do I know when I'm good enough to play a new level of songs consistently? And what score should I be getting, say, on like difficult 11s, if he's breaking into 11s for the first time? I think that's, that's a tough question, because like passing versus accuracy, they're kind of like on different ends of the spectrum. So you could pass things by getting mostly goods. You could also like usually get perfects, but certain fast sections come up and then like you meet, you go from like full to, to nothing. So it's hard to give a general answer about what you should try to do. Um, what I would recommend, if you're trying to like worrying about breaking into a certain a new difficulty, try like getting, if you're playing something like Ace, get like 15 to 20 songs of the previous difficulty under your belt that you're pretty comfortable with. And then think about moving up. Um, you don't want to go up too fast because you might fail. Um, but you also don't want to like hang around the difficulty you're comfortable at. Um, so it's, it's up to you to kind of find a balance between them. It is okay to fail. It is, totally, yeah. Use your last song or your extra, well, extra stage is a little bit difficult. So like if you're, uh, if you're just breaking into difficult 11s, you probably aren't getting extra stage every single time. So use that third song when you're not going to get extra stage to play something you're very unsure about. Yeah. Break into something harder. I mean, I used to do that before extra stage was based on that sort of stuff. I used to do that on extreme yeah. all the time. Um, so, yeah, like, take a community advice from players if they tell you, like, oh, this song is notoriously easy for being a 15. Like, a lot of times we'll recommend something like uh, Romancing Lair or Starmine as a good 15. So, you're like, get some context so you're not jumping into the hardest 15. Yep. Like, over the period's undifficult. It's easy, right? Yeah. No, it's hard. <laughs> it's, like, the hardest 15. <laughs> so, yeah, that context is important, too. That's good advice, yeah. And so, kind of on that same note, too, uh, I uh, intentionally saved this question for last because it's definitely one we haven't covered yet. Uh, but Zanzibar writes in on Twitter and says uh, his mental block is the mental block of was this session good enough? Uh, how did X person progress so fast? And how can I catch up? Self-doubt, basically. It's, I think we've all had this. Like, You want to talk, Roger? Yeah, I, I think... I, I have this a lot where I, I see a lot of other players progressing really quickly, like Mark Grady, for instance. He's just plowing through the 16s, and he's also playing a lot of DDR. And there's also, like, you got to kind of think, 
First of all, not everyone learns everything at the exact same rate. And it's because there's so many things going on in your life, right? Like DDR isn't the only thing that you're doing. And if it was, you would probably get pretty good pretty fast. Um, so give yourself credit for doing other things. And if you're not progressing as quickly as you think that you could, given the amount that you play, then maybe you could, you could think about techniques and, you know, practicing specific things. But in general, I think one of the best things that you can do there is not compare yourself too much to other people and think about doing better than you did last time. And Jeff already covered going to the arcade and having a bad experience and just thinking, even if you played and all you got out of it was exercise, that's a really good thing to get. Um, you might have some more to say about, about this subject. Yeah, I mean, I really would stress like not comparing yourself to other people. Um, and this is something that I'm pretty guilty of in things that aren't DDR. Because, like, uh, I used to think back to, like, college. Even the, when it was the thing I was doing every single day, studying all the time, I would, I have a couple friends that, like, did never had to study and were always acing tests, and I struggled so hard with them. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so hard to not compare yourself to those people, but everyone learns things at different, in different uh, rates. And, like you said, for something like that's a hobby, there's so many people that are doing it way more than you are. And yeah. so, and... Uh, like, the rate of progression has also changed. Like, it used to take months to get from uh, beginner to expert. Or like, six months, you know, it might take you. And now, because there are so many more things you can do, so many more patterns, so many more songs, it's actually, and especially, like, the advent of ITG, people call it the hyperbolic time chamber. Like, but it's true, because, like, when ITG came out, people got up to nines, like, the equivalent of expert, or, like, heavy in DDR, much quicker than you would expect them if you had started on DDR because there was a higher cap. So like the, you could accelerate towards the middle much quicker. Hmm. And so if you've been playing DDR for years and someone else is new on the scene and they've been playing a couple months and they're already kind of getting near you, it's because of like ex that external factor of there being so much content yeah. and so many resources. Like it's way easier now to watch videos of good players and like, compared to the DDR freak days or something. So, like, don't compare yourself to, to other people. It's all about you and the time that you're going to put into the game. It's also why, and like, because I can fall into that trap myself, I don't use Rivals, and I don't use Pacemaker. I think it all ties back to, like, I'm not concerned with doing better than Chris on this song. I am just concerned with doing my best. And when I think about, when I'm, when I'm able to focus on the game in sort of my world and not think about anyone else's worlds, then I'm not worried about like whether or not I'm good enough. Like yeah. I'm just like, I, I did my best. And yeah, like uh, when you're when you're coming out of a session, if you all you got was exercise, that's a good session. And uh, if you can take a couple scores out of it, like every now and then I get like one or two MFCs out of a day and like I felt like I could have gotten a lot more. At the end of the day, I got one or two MFCs. Like I don't have to play those songs again. I've I've like, I did something positive that was better than if I didn't go at all. Yeah. It's also important to think about realistically what the other players are doing. Like, if you don't want to compare yourself negatively to other people, but if you look at them, like, I, I'm just going to be honest and say there's many days that I go play. I play almost every day. I play DR almost every day. And most days, I don't take a single picture of a, sc of a score. And it's because I, did, I didn't do anything that great. And... 
that's not really a huge problem because at some point I will get a good score and I'll take a picture and everything's going to be great. But most of your sessions are going to be grindy. They're going to be the results from them aren't going to be spectacular. Yeah. And the spectacular results are going to be the rare thing. And the average performance is going to be the average perf the average thing. So just keep that in mind too. And that's it's the same way with everyone. You know like Jeff might be getting you know several MFCs on a given day or whatever, but he might also be having kind of like not a great day because he's he's getting like eights or like elevens or something and you know what I mean. Yeah. I think it's a lot of it's the social media syndrome. Like, it's very easy to look through your, like your Facebook feed and see the best things that are happening. Yeah. And especially in DDR players or other groups on Facebook or forums, you're going to see the best things that people are doing that, that they're most proud of. And you don't see the 90% like mud of yeah. like having a bad day and not posting anything. Yeah. And you know you might have gotten three great scores, but you played for hours and exactly. that's all you had to show for it. So it's very easy to look externally and see, wow, this person did something incredible. But what took, like, how did they get there? Is the thing you never actually see because no yeah. one wants you to. No one wants to show other people them getting through the mud of. Here's of, all my yeah. all the greats that I got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, it's important to think to yourself that like what you're actually seeing other people do, or like the the results are uh, not. They didn't get that first try. They probably not anyway. Yeah. And they did a lot of work to get there. And so if you repeat the same thing of doing a lot of work, you may have a bad day, but that work actually will translate into a good score the next session. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that being said, uh, don't completely ignore everyone else because I think it can be a good motivator to see like what other people are doing. But yeah, at but the same you're... time, like look at it in a positive way. Don't, yeah. think it, don't think like, how did that person get so much better than me? And like, how do they get that far? Just think, oh yeah, you know, maybe that's something I can try for. Yeah. It's, it can give you ideas for different flag, like, you know, flag posts. To yeah, and, and if, if you find yourself still comparing and you, you, you think, how did they get so much better than me, dot, 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 Actually, like, don't, like, try not to let yourself feel bad about it, but you can still ask the question and say, how did they do this? Well, they probably did this, this, and yep. this. And you can even ask them. Yeah. Like, what did you do to get so good so quickly? And they'll be like, oh, well, I play DDR all the time, and I play Step Mania 24 hours a day, and yep. I listen to DDR music all day. Every yeah, day. exactly, yeah. <laughs> Treat it as a learning experience. Yeah. But, like, I'm only nervous because, like, if you have, if you're going to ask the question of, like, I get I'm in that self-doubt mentality then you probably shouldn't be comparing yourself. Yeah. But just, like if you're if you're feeling pretty good but you're wondering how someone else is better, then then start comparing yourself kind of and then using that yeah. as a motivator. But if you're already in kind of like a self-doubty kind of situation, you're probably just going to like get hurt by yeah, thinking in, about in it. In general, I would probably try not to compare. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think I agree. All right, well with that, I think we're going to go ahead and end uh, tonight's show. But uh, thanks everyone for watching. If we didn't get to your question, we'll get to it in the next episode. And uh, we'll let you know when that happens. So thank you all for watching and thank, thank you, you for, for playing. playing.